0: When tax time comes around, are you being reactive or proactive? Do you find yourself swimming in a sea of questions? Like, is it better to do my tax return cheaply? How do I know if I'm doing them the right way? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we'll answer these questions and many more. Sharpen your pencils and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge.
1: Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor. I am Marcelino Dodge. In just a few moments, we'll get to our main topic of the day. Should I work abroad for an income? Meet the challenge. Our quote for this uh, show today is an unknown source, but really summarizes taxes very nicely. It says, the best things in life are free, but sooner or later, the government will find a way to tax them. And yes, I can certainly agree with that, that yes, if there's something out there, the government will find a way to eventually tax it. I want to take a thank you, a big thank you to those listening to this podcast in uh, China, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands, and Germany. appreciate all of you taking the time to listen to this uh, program. It has much valuable information for uh, various people. Uh, dealing with the IRS and the US tax code. There's much to be uh, learned and much to be understood. One of the points today that we're going to touch on here real quick is the taxpayer bill of rights, which is uh, a list of rights that taxpayers with the Internal Revenue Service have. And one that we're just going to touch on today has to deal with taxpayers have the right to representation. What that understands is that you get a notice from the Internal Revenue Service that you have perhaps unreported income. Uh, They're giving you some type of audit, be it a mail-in audit or an in-person audit, or they want you to come to an Internal Revenue Service office. You as a taxpayer have the right to have a representative of your choice deal with the IRS. So you do not have to deal with them personally. Your representative can deal with them. A good quality to keep in mind with this is that when you have a representative, unless you are formally summoned to an IRS meeting, you are not required to attend that meeting. Your representative can attend that meeting in place of you as your representative and make offers to the IRS on your behalf and make settlements to the IRS on your behalf as well and also help you as a taxpayer to actually it's mainly time many times a good uh, reason not to be be present with an in the case of an IRS audit because the IRS is looking for slip-ups and sometimes a taxpayer just unknowingly may slip up and say something that uh, just is not not the business of the IRS. So just something to keep in mind. Now, who can you use as a a representative for you with the Internal Revenue Service? This could be an attorney, a CPA, an enrolled agent like myself. There's also enrolled actuaries or other persons permitted to represent taxpayers. So each of these individuals uh, can represent you before the IRS in tax matters in appeals hearings uh, for taxes due if you feel that the IRS is still charging you for tax that they shouldn't. You have a right to appeal and your representative can represent you at such hearings. So that's a right. one of the rights that you have from the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. And uh, perhaps in another show we'll discuss these more in particular, the, all, all of the rights that a taxpayer has with the IRS. So some good reminders. We've also going to touch a little bit on here that uh, as a business, uh, Cash Tracks Financial strives to work with clients not just in preparing a tax return but looking at your overall financial situation because people uh, or many tax preparers, mainly just focus on taxation and don't take a whole year-round approach. Well, Our goal here is in our process that we put into place here is to help you achieve success in the quickest way possible. And how this is done is through a strategy session where we take a look at key financial picture, key data in your financial picture. We look at the things within that picture that'll help you to reach goals, goals that we sit down, we discuss. And these aren't goals that I give you or my goals. These are what your personal goals are to help you to to get to where you want to be in six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, and then getting years down the road. And we can help you to do that. And as we prioritize your list that you have so that we start with what is most important to help you to achieve that goal in the shortest time possible, and then move on to the next. And then as we help you reach those goals, we then take a look and also help you with your compliance needs, which are automatically part of our processes, which is your income tax return, be it a personal income tax return or a business income tax return. We also address all of your compliance needs. And with this, we have all of your financial goals taken in one place. We have it all there, we take a look at it, we help guide you through the whole process, and it's a service, That is for an affordable monthly payment. Starts at $49 per month for individuals and $149 a month for businesses. And with this, it's a whole roundabout service so that you get where you want to go faster. And a good part about this service is that you never pay for time again. Like many times and most tax preparation circumstances, you pay for the tax return, but, and that's all you get. And that's uh, how we had done it for many years. But we've actually changed to where instead of charging people each time they bring in a notice uh, for something that perhaps was uh, unreported income or maybe the IRS challenging something like claiming a dependent on a tax return, these kind of situations are not situations related to the fault of the tax preparer but situations where it's just it is what it is but yet we need to charge for our time to do that well in this in our process in our program we don't charge for that and as uh, under current circumstances we provide a uh, service through phone email and video chat so we can get very effective business done on a consistent basis and not and not physically meet which is very important to people and some of the, and many of these circumstances we're describing uh, because of the COVID, it's a good option for you to be able to sit down and have this visit with someone to help you to determine goals, help you to put a strategy plan to reach their goals. So that's where we're reaching out as a company now to really help people, not just in their tax return, but help them to be proactive throughout the year so they can have the biggest tax deduction possible and get the biggest tax refund possible and even do even to the point of maybe working and even working to increase your cash flow throughout the year. On to our topic for the week, which is working abroad, working outside the United States in another country. And this when we're talking about working abroad, of course we're talking about this could be working for a United States- based company but yet working at a facility that they may that they have in another country. Well, huh? it could even be Canada, could be Japan, could be Australia, could be somewhere in Europe. So, and, and that's where you're working for the company. It could also apply to you're working for a foreign company, uh, like a company based in Australia, for example. You could be working in Australia for an Australian company. When you do so, uh, what some citizens may miss, you United States citizens may miss, is that even if you're working in a country outside the United States, that income must be reported to the Internal Revenue Service. And this would be true even if this income is subject to tax in that foreign country, which in, in many cases that tax, whatever you're making in a country, area, say Europe or Australia, you do pay tax in those countries for that. So it's just something to keep in mind that you think to avoid the thought that, well, I'm living outside the U.S., I'm working outside the U.S., so I don't need to pay income tax. Well, no, you definitely do need to pay income tax. Well, you may not have to pay income tax, but you need to at least be reporting the income. Let me make sure I say that straight, because... There are provisions within the law, we're going to discuss this a little bit more as we go through, is the fact that there are credits and exclusions that apply. So you may actually not have any tax due on income earned in another country, but you still need to be reporting it. Now, the United States is one of a few, just a few countries that actually has this type of taxing situation when it comes to a citizen living abroad. Because people sometimes think, well, I'm going to renounce my U.S. citizenship, I'm not gonna be subject to U.S. income tax. Well, it's not quite that easy, because you, you still could be subject to income tax, even if you renounce your U.S. citizenship. So that's something to keep in mind as well. And this is interesting because this actually developed Um, uh, From the Civil War back in 1862, because at the time of the Civil War, many individuals were basically dodging the draft to avoid fighting in the Civil War, so they would go to another country, and that's how we ended up with this, is is for that, so that ones could Basically, not be dodging things and trying to go to another country saying we're not subject to US laws. Well, you are subject to laws, even if working in another country. So, yes, living abroad, you are subject to this as citizens and residents, the same reporting requirements as citizens and residents of the United States. Now, one thing is if you are living abroad on April 15th, this is what this is a nice provision. You do automatically have an extension to June fifteenth. Now, what I usually recommend for, for clients who do work outside the United States, even though that automatic extension is granted, it just it's just as easy just to say, you know, it's April fifteenth. Let's just file an extension. And then right there, we are we, we have till October fifteenth already in the system. Don't need to file any other extension. It's done. That way we don't have to, to worry about it. And that makes that part really easy and simple to deal with there. Another area that comes in is that as uh, income is reported, because you have different denominations or different types of currency throughout the world, uh, like if you're living in Britain, you have the pound in Russia, you got rubles, and uh, there's different types that there's the American dollar, the Australian dollar, Canadian dollar, all these different forms of income, and there's an exchange rate throughout the world, and those rates do fluctuate uh, daily, and even throughout the day, those rates da- those vary. When you have income and expenses, those need to be reported to the IRS in dollar amounts. That is United States dollar amounts, and it's. It's it can get really difficult at times to do that for a tax preparer because a lot of research uh, would need to be done, and this is where uh, the taxpayer needs to help their tax preparer in it because according to the rules and the direction, we need to take a look at it according to when the when the income was received by you, as well as when the expense was paid. So these are some very important considerations and things to keep in mind. So there's a lot of a lot of bookkeeping we could say is actually uh, would actually need to be done uh, when when working abroad in order to properly report uh, income and the correct amounts to report them to. And especially if it's a US uh, company that is you're working for abroad U.S.-based company, that is, you must, that company must withhold U.S. income tax on those wages paid to their employees abroad, their U.S. citizens abroad. Now, there may be in some countries, uh, like say if they're working in Australia, for example, there could be some in like similar income tax uh, withholding in that country. And that's and that's true throughout many foreign lands is the fact that they have their own income tax requirements and thus, uh, granted, that may be a U.S.-based company. That company may need to uh, go, may need to go ahead and uh, withhold tax withholding for that particular country. Now there are a few exceptions and there are some exclusions where you can actually be request exemption from US withholding. And there's a form, it's a form 673 that you can use to claim that extension uh, to see if you qualify. And usually, many times, whenever it comes to any form with the IRS, I usually say, let's file it and let the IRS make the determination because if we don't ask, we don't get it. And we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break now and come back and talk A little bit more about this on withholdings uh, as we step away from uh, income tax withholdings and take a look at some other types of withholdings. So we'll be back in just a little bit. This is Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, you need a year round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients tax liability. Plus, with this year round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at com or call 844-394-4287. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtraxfinancial.com. Now back to the Tax Answers Advisor.
1: Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge. I appreciate you listening to today's program. As as we were discussing just before the break about income tax withholding on income earned abroad or in a foreign country, there's US withholding that a US company may do, and they may also be doing withholding for the country where you are working. Now, the host country, whatever that country is, we'll say Australia, that seems to be my favorite example today, ha, uh, may have some withholding requirements for income tax purposes. And what we can do as uh, we meet with our clients on such matters, which we always encourage clients as we sit down and discuss uh, tax matters and even other financial matters with them, we encourage them to have these discussions with them to, to uh to give us a call, to schedule a uh, online meeting so we can sit down and discuss these areas so we can say, sit down and, and make the suggestion and help them to plan if they're thinking of working abroad. These are areas that need to take into consideration uh, what we can learn and then help as far as so that they don't have over withholding, have both U.S. withholding and then say withholding for income tax in another country. These are just areas that need to be researched with something we can certainly help clients and help people to understand. And then of course, where appropriate, help them file the necessary form so that they do not have US tax withholding uh, if they qualify for the exclusion of that. And then also in part of the planning and process, if you're looking to work abroad, what we help our clients with is an area is that the United States has a social security tax and Medicare tax that is with withheld out of the checks, which everybody, every employee is subject to that. Now, there can be an exception to that when you're working abroad, but this applies only in 30 countries. And I have to We'd have to go in and look and do the research to make sure what 30 countries, if one of the countries that you are working in is one of them, that the United States has what's known as a totalization, totalization agreement. That's that's one of those uh, long words there. So if the U.S. has a totalization agreement, and one of the countries I know the U.S. does have that with is Australia, is that then the US employer is not required to withhold social security tax on your behalf. It, they have some type, like in Australia, they have some, some, some system similar to social security and thus you would not, they would not, your, the social security tax would not need to be withheld. If the country you're working in is one of those 30 countries. And then another area to hit in is your tax home because your tax home is basically your main place of business or employment. That is where you are, because the tax home is not necessarily your residence or domicile or where you live. That's, that can be two different things, because many people living within the United States have a residence in, say, Colorado, but because of where they mainly work, their tax home, in our case, may be Kansas, and that could very well be true for those who work abroad. They may work in a foreign country outside of the United States, but they still may have their residence or domicile inside the United States. Now, this is where certain comes to certain uh, income exclusions when it comes to foreign income Is that where the tax player maintains their family, economic or personal ties, facts and circumstances all play a part in this, is that if they have that abode, if basically if they still have the home in the United States, then their foreign tax home, they don't have a foreign tax home. They would also not be eligible for what's considered the foreign earned income exclusion. So that's something to keep in mind if you're looking to work abroad, or it would be like if you were say if you were I'm thinking of commuting, working over there for a few days, coming back home to the United States. That's an example. Say you fly to Australia for a few few weeks each to do go take care of your work, then you fly on back to the U.S. Uh, and your family and everything's still here. If you're that's kind of like commuting back and forth, that wouldn't be an area that would qualify for a foreign earned income exclusion. Which, when which ones, when they do work abroad and live abroad, they can usually uh, qualify for that. Now, oftentimes, when it comes to foreign earned income, dealing with the military, they're generally not eligible for a foreign earned income exclusion because oftentimes, uh, when military personnel is abroad, it could be they could have a combat pay exclusion. Uh, it could be deemed non-taxable income. Uh, they could be receiving services that's not in, they could be working not in a foreign country, literally, which could be they could be in international waters. It's like like Navy personnel. Or perhaps it's paid to individuals who do not have a foreign tax home. So it just, once again, facts and circumstances all coming in there when dealing with military personnel on this. But yet, and again, the automatic extension applies for military personnel if serving abroad plus if they're in a combat zone they are also get an uh, additional 6 months uh, extension if serving in the in the combat zone now we're going to talk a little bit now and go into the what's uh, and delve into the foreign earned income exclusion what exactly is this exclusion that's provided to uh, US citizens that are working abroad And this could also be relative to uh, a resident alien, a US resident alien. Now, first of all, of course, to qualify for the foreign earned income exclusion, you must have earned income. Now, this does not include meals, lodging. It doesn't include foreign pensions or annuities. Uh, And it does have tests that one's need to pass in order to even qualify for this exclusion. Now first we think about is that what how much can you exclude? Well you can exclude up to 107,600 that amount is for 2020 and that is indexed for inflation each year. There's also a specific form it's a form 2550 which needs to be completed and with this form Just by filing the form with your form 1040, you're electing to take the foreign earned income exclusion. Now there are some some qualifications for this in order to be able to take this. And one of these that you need to take is, has to do with days. It's a physical presence test that you must have, which basically means you need to be abroad, you need to be in the country where you're living for at least. 330 days during the year. That would be part of, the, that, part of the physical presence test and then that would be over a 12 consecutive month period. And now what's nice is that you can have one year a 12 month period and then another 12 month period. Those periods can actually overlap from one filing uh, year to another filing year because you actually enter those na- amounts on there which also when we look at this it talks about 330 days which means you spend no more than 30 days in the United States during a year. And very very the people I've worked with on this they've they've come close to the 30 days but they've it's always been like way under closer like 20 to 25 days. Now, if one is forced to leave these time limits can be waived if it's due to war. Now, an interesting fact on this is that for those who are looking to uh, for this exclusion during 2020, uh, there has been some adjustments on that, which this day count has been suspended for 2020 if the travel has been suspended due to the COVID pandemic. Because that applies if you left the foreign country on or after December 1st, 2019, and that, that deals with China, particularly than all other countries, that's February 1st. Now, in order to qualify for this, you do need to have been expected to satisfy the 330 day limit. So more flexibility on that particular exclusion. And we'll discuss this even a little bit more here as we'll take a short break again on the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey,
1: Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn,
0: Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients' tax liability plus with this year-round approach clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be email marcelino at success at Cashtracksfinancial.com or call eight four four three nine four four two eight seven. 394 4287 have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is one 472 5790 That's one 472 5790 You may also send an email to success at Cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor.
1: Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge. Uh, Surely appreciate your listening to the program today. We've been talking about the the foreign earned income exclusion. For those who are looking to satisfy the physical presence test, we've been talking about that so that you can have the foreign earned income excluded from your uh, T- tax filing with the Internal Revenue Service. Now this option here in counting the 330 days now there's a couple other areas that a person has to keep in mind and one is that travel days like the day you arrive and the day you leave those are not counted in the day so you must actually have a physical presence where you are where, where you are to, for those days to count for the 330 uh, days of physical presence. But as mentioned earlier, there's been some exceptions allowed because of the COVID pandemic. Also, we wanna keep ones in mind that there's another test which could be the bona fide residence test, which is a little harder to establish than the physical presence test, which basically says you're gonna become a resident of the host country. Now you can certify, but if you certify to the foreign government, whatever government that is, that you're not a resident of that country, you cannot satisfy that test. So, the vast majority of people that I have worked with over the years when it comes to foreign earned income, it's easier, at least in my experience, to establish the physical presence test of being in the the foreign country as you earn the earned income so that you can definitely take advantage of the uh, foreign earned income exclusion. And for this, of course, to qualify, this is also personal services that you have performed through the year. So that basically is just like any other employment that you have, but it has to be for those type of services that you have performed. And it must be affirmed by, once again, you elected on the tax return. Now, another area, and sometimes when you're working in some countries, there is housing provided by your employer, which which is often separate from your other compensation. Now, these amounts, this is called the foreign foreign housing exclusion, which is provided by the employer, and this is a very nice uh, provision because it has eligible costs, rent, repairs, utilities, insurance, even furniture rental and parking. That's very nice that you can have those excluded there with the costs of those for you, especially especially in a lot of lands when you're outside of the U.S. Uh, furniture rental could be very handy to do, and thus the employer provides that. Definitely being able to exclude that is very much uh, can be very handy, and save you save you money. All earnings, when it says employer provided, that's all earnings except those for self employment. It is presumed, there's a nice presumption here, some presumptions aren't good, but this one is a very good presumption, and employees use what the employer provides, uses their wages to pay for housing. And so all of these qualified housing expenses, whether paid directly by the employer or paid through the wages, these are eligible for exclusion. Now the housing expenses, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the the housing expenses can only go up to the amount of the foreign earned income, which that limit is the 107,600. So we, that's where the maximum housing exclusion. Oh, let me step back here. The maximum housing exclusion actually, like for example, for 2020, because it's limited to 30% of the income exclusion which means that the most a person can take in a housing exclusion for the year is $15,064. Now there could be some high cost locals, uh, locales or some high cost areas where you may be working, which there could be some additional exclusion amounts, but those, are each of those are taken on a case by case basis. Now you take this housing exclusion before you take income exclusion and it's taken in addition to it. So what it comes down to is very nicely is that when you have this exclusion that you're working on between the earned income exclusion, the foreign earned income exclusion, and then the exclusion that you take for housing provided by the employer, between those two, you can actually take a combined exclusion up to 122000 That is a very nice deal for ones to be able to take these exclusions and essentially not be double taxed on their money that they're earning earning abroad up to the up to those amounts at least which is uh, again a very nice uh, provision within the tax code because you're already probably paying some type of income tax to that foreign government and then to turn around and have to pay tax to the United States government that's like Oh my, how crazy is that? But at least this is in there so that you can take that exclusion. Now, I haven't talked much here because I about self-employment. Because you can be self-employed in a country that is foreign, outside the United States, which some do. I've, I've had a few people that have... Uh, had some foreign, have been self-employed as individuals working in a foreign country, which is taxed similar to how it is here in the U.S., But what you can do working self-employed is you can take a foreign housing deduction. Which what this allows ones to do is that this cannot be uh, less, well, I cannot exceed your foreign earned income. Once again, whatever you take, in a housing deduction, and it, this is nice part is after expenses because in a self-employed situation, keep in mind when you're self-employed, you get self-employed deductions. So you may you may make hundred thousand dollars in gross income, but yet you may you have expenses, and your expenses could total say fifty thousand. So your actual net income in the foreign country may only be like fifty thousand dollars. So you may actually only have like $50,000 of actual earned income, so your foreign housing deduction cannot exceed what your income was, which is like the $50,000. So it's calculated and claimed. This is on the same form. That's the $25,55. you calculate and claim that same deduction, the self-employed people, individuals can definitely do that. It is a very, very uh, nice deduction that you can claim, it makes it very easy for you to be able to, once again, not be able to have to pay that additional tax to the IRS because you're working abroad there. Now, sometimes you may have a credit or a deduction for your foreign housing that, for example, may be in excess of what you can actually claim for the year. Cause you can't, it cannot for, it cannot take you into uh, basically like negative status. So if you have, a, are eligible to claim a foreign housing deduction, but yet you're not able to claim it all, or you're just able to claim a portion of it, but you're still gonna be working abroad the next year on a self-employed basis. Well, you can certainly then carry that forward, that amount. And you're in I well, I encourage you to do so, and we certainly will do that. So, definitely, as we look at the many uh, wonderful issues here, well, wonderful issues, but the issues that many taxpayers can have working abroad, there's all these tests, and you're self employed, but yet, some individuals this kind of touches on another little area here. Sometimes you can have foreign income. That you didn't even know you had it's like okay how many perhaps listeners that we have here perhaps have investments uh like in stocks bonds mutual funds uh maybe uh publicly owned partnerships these kind of investments well you can actually end up having to owe some some foreign tax and actually pay some tax to another country this actually kind of takes it back the other way instead of uh double paying tax to the u.s and it's another country you're not actually working abroad but what you are doing is you're like passively uh, investing maybe in some of these other countries now you have various mutual fund companies and equity traded funds that do business in foreign countries or buy bonds or buy stocks in other countries and just because of how these countries work what we see happen is that you sometimes on a 1099 form or 1099 dividend forms in particular, you'll get, you've received X amount of dividends and, and you have X amount of capital gains, all of these little areas that hit on in there. But then there's a little line on there that says foreign tax paid. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I didn't do anything in another country. I didn't even go to another country. Well, what is very interesting about that is that, that it could be 50 bucks. It could be $5,000. It just, it just really depends on the circumstances and how much you perhaps you have invested. But yet what is nice is that the within the U.S. tax code, there is the ability to... Basically, get a tax credit so that on these um, on these dividends that you or capital gains that you pay taxes on to another country, you can get a tax credit on your tax return. Depending on the amount, I mean, this gets this can get quite deep. But depending on the amount, you may have to uh, file. It's a it's a foreign tax credit uh, form that you may need to file. Which basically, if you need to file it, you get a tax credit back on it so that you don't have to uh, basically, once again, avoid double taxation. And I was just trying to remember what the form number just kind of escaped me. Oh, there we go, taxpayer, taxes paid, non-refundable credit, yeah. It's form 11, well, 1116 is what it is that allows you to do that. And see that uh, allows you to claim a tax credit on some of those, and this is available, of course, to U.S. citizens and uh, living abroad. Now, we keep in mind that the advantage of the credit is that it reduces your tax liability; you're not paying tax also in the United States and to another country. Uh, you can take it in the year that you paid it as a cash basis taxpayer, and this is another. This is another credit: is that if by chance you don't use it all up, you can take it all into the next year. Or what's left into the next year. So yes, that that can dig a little bit deep, but that's a very nice credit that's available for you to use uh, if you have some passive income and didn't necessarily work abroad. We'll come back for our final segment in just uh, a couple moments here. This is Marcelino Dodge, on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: us on twitter at voice TRN. get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing tax laws change rapidly the traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works to deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients' tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at com or call eight four four three nine four four two eight seven. 4287 The
1: latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here.
0: Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now back to the Tax Answers Advisor.
1: Welcome back, this is the Tax Answers Advisor. I'm Marcelino Dodge. And as we go into this final segment, we've been talking today about working abroad, foreign income, meeting the challenge. Yes, even in this time we're in with the global pandemic, uh, some uh, may have the challenge of foreign earned income and that it can definitely bring up a challenge. And as we look to come out of the pandemic and get more of a back to normal kind of situation going, there could be more work abroad. And maybe some have been working abroad and haven't been able to come come back to the United States. These are all areas that need to be taken into consideration here. And so as we think about this and discuss this in this last portion of the program today, I just wanna remind all that if you are working abroad, you do have tax filing requirements in the United States. Uh, You do have an April 15th automatically extended to June but yet just file by April 15th and get an extension all the way to October if you need it. Uh, And as we keep in mind too, good records are necessary if you're working abroad because if you're getting paid in in a foreign currency, we need to make sure that is uh, converted to the US dollar at the time that you received it so that these wages uh, can be properly calculated for purposes Well, for tax purposes and even when we work to calculate an exclusion later on. Keep in mind that as well that if you have tax withholding in whatever country you're working income tax withholding you may not be subject to US income tax withholding and certainly we can help help you with filing the proper form to qualify for that exclusion and even in some countries a There's at least 30 countries where there's an agreement where you wouldn't have to pay social security tax like we do in U.S. There's another tax system that they use in those countries, those 30 which the U.S. has an agreement. And you would be able to not have that withholding, but it would just go to whatever the appropriate system is in the country where you are working. Just to touch here briefly again, the foreign earned income exclusion here for those uh, who are employees, you can get up to 107000 Uh, excluded from your United States income for tax purposes by filing this. You elect this by simply filing the form 2555. It can be a kind of a complicated form and so definitely recommend uh, having us help you in completing that form as a part of completing your tax return. Now we definitely recommend using the physical presence test to help you to qualify for that particular exclusion because that can oftentimes be the easiest uh, to qualify for as compared to the bona fide residence test. So kind of just want to keep it simple, at least that's what I have found in the individuals I have worked with. It's been a lot easier and and it's usually good to be able to substantiate or easier to substantiate the fact that you have been living domiciled, having your home in another country for at least 330 days, which once again, because of the COVID pandemic, there's been some exceptions allowed. There'll be some exceptions allowed to this. Yet, just keep that in mind. That is the basic rule that where we are right now and not be in the United States for more than 30 days. There are a few countries where time limits are waived uh, if uh, forced to leave those areas due to war. So keep that in mind as well. If you were in one of those countries, you can always uh, uh, email us, success at cashtracksfinancial.com and be happy to open up those discussions with you. Also, we include in that, of course, you can have an amount for housing, paying for your housing, and that's housing, whether it's paid by you directly or even paid by your foreign employer. That can definitely Uh, as well help you, and that includes things like rent, repairs, there's a whole list of items that go on there, as well as, once again, you're expected, or it's presumed, that that's what you're using your wages for in the other country, to pay for housing, and certainly those items can definitely be used there. You're allowed, now this is, once again, I mentioned this number before, but I really do appreciate this number myself, the fact that not only do you have $107,600 107600 in earned income, but you can actually take up to another 15000 and some change to get a combined exclusion between foreign earned income and housing exclusion. You can get them both for $122,000, uh, a little over $600 in combined exclusion between federal earned income and also housing exclusion. So those are two very nice uh, deductions in there. So that you avoid, which is important to file this. So you avoid double taxation on income because once again, you're probably getting taxed in, in the in whatever country where you're working. And so no use, uh, paying double tax and then turn around paying double tax to that country and then tax also to the United States. And then also, one last area the foreign housing deduction which is a deduction for those who are working as self-employed individuals that's a very very good deduction to take which can follow into one year if you don't not if you're not able to take it all in one year you can definitely transfer it into the next year now i've kind of just touched the surface on all of these areas in regards to foreign earned income these are areas that we can discuss definitely more deeply as uh, we discussed uh, with our clients in all meetings, as part of our whole strategy and goal session planning session, as we work with individuals to help them to maximize these things. And right now, with the internet, whether you're working in the United States or working in Ireland, Italy, Germany, you're working in one of those countries, and you need a tax professional that can help you to do this. As I appreciate those listening in those countries, we can certainly help you, and we can set up a meeting through uh, Zoom online so that these matters can be discussed and we can see if we can work together, have an initial uh, exploration process to really help to understand you and see uh, what your priorities are. And then also be able to uh, share a little bit more about how our processes work in not only establishing your goals, but looking at what can help you to be successful. in a financial way. So, our whole program is based on looking at you, the individual, and personalized to you as our client, the one whom we want to work with. And we keep all of this within an affordable monthly payment so that it's not just taxes that we're doing, but it's looking at you and your whole financial picture to help you to be able to reach financial goals that you have and then have your compliance. As just a part of it. So yes, we certainly appreciate you all uh, listening today to the Tax Answers Advisor. Next week, I'm going to discuss a very important topic, which has to deal with the importance of accurate tax records. Yes, uh, and I'm not talking the shoebox. There's a lot of ways you can keep tax records. There's a lot of reasons why you need to keep tax records, and it actually fits in very nicely with uh, today's topic on foreign earned income. How having these uh, records is essential, and so record keeping, whether you're uh, working abroad or you're working here in the U.S., going to keep keep it just keep it there because you just never know. Granted, the IRS is not doing currently as many in-person audits as they have done in the past, but they do what they call correspondence audits. And it is just as important to have those uh, records available for, cor- for, for these correspondence audits, which the IRS is doing quite a bit of. So yes, I look forward to talking to you again next week as we'll look more closely at having accurate tax records. Certainly appreciate you listening today And I thank you for your time. I'm Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.